Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we listen to the message. church today. God bless you. I'm glad that you've joined us. Can we pray together as we share today on Vision Sunday? Can we pray together that God would help us to understand what he's calling us to as a church? Father, I pray that you would speak very clearly to us as you remind us again of why we're here and what you've called us to do in this great city. I ask you to anoint me. I ask you to make it very clear through me what your plan is. We'll give you honor for that and glory for that in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people said, amen. A number of years ago, I preached a message about God's plan for the nations. I want to start today by just recapping some of the things that I said on that day as we launch into what we do every year, and that's have a vision Sunday, and we talk about what God has called us to do and to be as Watata Church. You know, God does have a wonderful plan for the nations, for the cities, and for the communities everywhere. And it really begins back in the, way back in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, the book of beginnings. And God calls Abraham, and he tells Abraham that he's going to make him a father, not only a father, but he's going to be a father of a great nation. And through that nation, he's going to bless all the nations of the earth. So in Genesis chapter 18, verses 17 to 19, it says, Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? God is going to do something. And he always lets his people know. This is what God said. Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on the earth will be blessed through him. So God has a plan to make Abraham into a nation, but God has a plan to bless all the nations through him. God is a God who has a plan for the nations. And I'm going somewhere. I believe God has a plan for the nation of Uganda. The promise to Abraham was that he would bless him through his children and his grandchildren and those that would be born in his family. He would make a great nation that would bless all the nations. Of course, we know that that is through Jesus and through the Jewish people. So Isaac was married. He had two sons, Jacob and Esau. Jacob became the father of the 12 sons who became the 12 tribes of Israel. And there's a very interesting verse in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8, where it says this, when the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided up all mankind, he set up boundaries for the peoples according to the numbers of the sons of Israel. God was the God who gave the nations their inheritance. He divided up all mankind. He set up the boundaries for all the peoples. As we've been going through, and as I've been going through leading this great church, I've come to a greater understanding of the fact that God is God, and he is the sovereign creator of the universe. He owns everything. He's the final authority on everything. And he owns the nations. He owns the peoples. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and everything in it. 
the world and all who live in it. Why? Because he founded it upon the seas and he established it upon the waters. God is the creator of everything, including he's the God of the nations. And he began through Abraham and then through the 12 sons who became the tribes of Israel. If you come to the New Testament, one day Paul is standing in Athens and he sees the statue to the unknown God and he speaks to the Greek people about this God that they don't know about. And he says this amazing thing in Acts chapter 17, verse 24. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and he does not live in temples built by human hands. There it is again. God made everything. He's the Lord of everything. And he doesn't live in temples made by human hands. And then he goes on, he says, he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. Everything we have comes from God. And then notice what it says and hear it again. It's about the nations. From one man, he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God is the author of the nations. He divides up the people. We sometimes think that it's the colonial powers that divided up Africa. And we talk about the scramble for Africa. And we end up with Tanzania with a border here and Uganda with a border here and Rwanda and Burundi and all of the rest. Let me tell you that there's a God who sits on the throne in heaven who understands the affairs of mankind. And according to the word, which is the final authority on everything, God is the God who determines where we live, what nations we live in, and he is the God of those nations. But then if you go on, he also talks to us about going into the world. He, he started the church. And I want to talk a little bit about this in just a moment because I really passionately believe that the church is at the core of society and that in every nation he plants his church, his people to be the light to that nation. So that's why Jesus said to his disciples when he was commissioning them to go into all the world, he came to them and he said in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 19, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And notice what we're to do in the nations. We're to teach them to obey everything I have commanded them. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Now I'm done with my notes because I have launched out on what I want to say to you today on behalf of those of us who have made Watoto Church our church. God called me to plant a church in the city of Kampala, the capital city of the nation of Uganda, so that there would be a people that are his people in the nation that he calls Uganda and that he established so that we could bring about truth and righteousness and justice and equity. We could bring about the culture of God to be the DNA or the operating system of Uganda or any nation. He called me to go to Uganda to plant a church. He will call someone else to go to Kenya, someone else to go to Burundi, someone else to go to China, but he specifically called me. And then God began to give me very clearly for this church instructions about what kind of church we needed to be. 
He spoke to me very clearly and he said, I want you to be a small group church, cells. And I knew that God wanted us to be a big church, to grow lots of people in church. We began to have multiple campuses. We went from downtown to the north and then to the south and the east and the west, and we were growing and so on. But God said, I want you to get into small groups. And so we started cells. I didn't understand everything about it. I now know that God was calling us to be in cells for a number of reasons so that we could be a huge church, but we could have pastoral care for every person in a cell. But also we would be able to begin to reach into the community right where we live, not just as a program of the church, but every single one of us as believers, right where we live, caring for the hurting and the poor that are around us. And so we began to do seed projects and we began to prayer walk our community and begin to have a burden for our community. And God was helping us to understand that he was bringing healing to the city and healing to the nations, not through a big program or through one preacher or just a building downtown, but through God's people that were saturating community with truth and light. God began to show me very clearly that we're going to change our city and we're going to change our nation, not just by preaching better sermons or having better church services, but by being a better people, by allowing the culture and the character of Christ to become our character and our culture. And we're to carry it into community. And there we're to bring hope and healing and life to our community. That becomes the operating system by which the nation ought to live. We make it very close to people through small groups. I remember watching uh, the movie, uh, The Godfather, great movie, uh, three parts. And in the last part, Michael Corleone, who's the godfather of the mafia, he's going through all kinds of difficulties and he ends up in Rome and he's with a cardinal. And obviously Michael Corleone is living a wicked life and he's very corrupt. And he's killing people and doing whatever he can in order to get ahead. But he's struggling with all of this because he has a soul. And the cardinal is in a garden and there's a fountain and it's full of stones. And the cardinal picks up a stone and he cracks the stone against the side of the fountain and the stone breaks open. And he says, do you see this stone? It's been sitting in these waters for hundreds of years, but look at the middle. It's completely dry. It's been sitting in the water for hundreds of years, but the water has not penetrated into the heart of the stone. And he says to Michael Corleone, there's lots of people in the world who are like that. They are saturated and they're living around in a community or they're going to church, for instance, where Christ is there, but Christ has never penetrated into the heart of that person. And I began to understand very clearly as I was pastoring this great church that we have a nation that has 60-70% Christian people and a lot of them are going to church. And yet we have a corrupt nation. We have a nation full of immorality. We have one of the highest rates of teenage pregnancy in the world. We have death of children, the highest number of death for infant mortality. We had HIV AIDS, which is a sexually transmitted disease. We have poverty. We've got so many problems. Why? Because we're living in a culture or we're, we're living in an environment that is Christian, but we have not allowed Christ to penetrate our hearts. And consequently, we have a nation that is chaotic 
everywhere. We have fatherlessness. We have orphans. We have broken homes. We have a political structure that's built on corruption and deceit and lies and manipulation and control. We have streets that are completely in disorder with people driving down the street the wrong way or on a sidewalk. We have an economic system where people do whatever they want and sell their goods wherever they want, including on our streets without licenses, without paying taxes. We have chaos all around us. Why? Because we are living in a so-called Christian environment, but we've never allowed Christ to penetrate our hearts. And God was saying to me, Gary, I want you to get this culture into the hearts of people and put them into the community, plant them in the community and begin to do good in the community. So the vision that I have for Watoto Church is not just to build a a building and fill it up with people and have good services. It's about transforming a nation by allowing the culture of Christ to penetrate our hearts and cause us to live good, righteous, holy lives, to be like Jesus. And and I'm sharing this with you because that's the vision. The vision is not just to build churches with lots of people in it, but to train. So God, train the people, you. So when God says, look after the orphans and we build homes, and we build schools, and we build villages or communities where these children who were desperate and, 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 and were fatherless because of the problems in Uganda. He began to show me that it wasn't about rescuing an orphan, it was about raising a leader. Why? So that we could rebuild a nation. I just talked to a young man five minutes before I came up here to share this message with you. He's a, he's a young Watoto boy who came through the system, graduated. He's now in India studying law. And I've watched that young man grow up. I believe that God wants to take him from being an orphan to being a great leader, to bring, being an agent of transformation in our nation. God began to show me that as we train cell leaders, it was about raising up leaders in our cells who would understand servant leadership and take that servant leadership into the community. There's an operating system for any hardware that makes the hardware work. And the operating system of our hearts needs to be the culture of Christ, the Bible, the character of Jesus, the operating system that needs to operate the nation of Uganda needs to be the culture of Jesus, the Bible, the character of Jesus. That's the only hope for a nation. And that's why the church exists. And that's why we're here. Watoto Church, we are here to bring Christ into the core and the center of our community. And we're to live it out practically in our communities through our small groups. That's why it's so important for me when I say, are you a part of a small group? Not only do you need that small group to encourage you and to help you, but you can help someone else. And then together you can do something in your community. And so every small group finds an HIV positive family and cares for them. Every small group finds a Muslim family that is struggling and cares for them. 
Every small group finds a woman who's struggling to raise her children and cares for them. We, we show the culture of Jesus in our community through practical ways. And this is what God is calling us to do. So God helped me by putting together a program of training. We have, we have a training track, a new life class for 10 weeks. We have a basic discipleship class for 10 weeks. We have a Cell Life 1 for 10 weeks, Cell Life 2 for 10 weeks, Cell Life 3 for 10 weeks. And it's a training system to, to help those who come to Jesus understand what God is calling them to do and calling them to be. The church. The answer is not more buildings on more corners in this city, but God's people living out the culture of Christ. And that's what the training track is for. And then we started a, a, a school for those that had left school and they had a gap year. It's called 360. And it was an opportunity to do basic discipleship to help. That's what Jesus told us to do. Go and make disciples of the nations to help those young people live out the character and culture of Christ. And then God spoke so clearly to me and he said, I want you to, to, to have a school of community leadership where teachers and doctors and lawyers and politicians can come and learn about servant leadership, how to be leaders in the community. What was God trying to do? God was trying to bring healing to a nation through ordinary people. Where? Not by preaching another great sermon or just going to church, but being Christ in their community, in the political arena, in the educational arena. And now God has helped us so that we started what we call Watoto Hall, which is uh, basically a university in connection with Southeastern University in Florida in the United States. And we're beginning to see young people. We're going to be, give them an opportunity online to be able to, to, to get a degree that is accredited with a university in the United States. We want to train up the next generation of Ugandan leaders that will bring about the transformation and the healing of this city and of this nation. But it begins inside our hearts. And that's really what I want to share with you today. I want to share with you that we have a vision, we have a dream. And it's not just about going to church, it's about being the church. One of the great portions of scripture that I've, I've memorized in the last little while and it's really just ringing in my heart, I can't get rid of it. And I want to bring it back to you again. It, it, it's in Ephesians chapter 1, where it says that God raised Jesus from death. And he set Jesus on a throne in deep heaven, in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name, no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He's in charge of it all. And he has the final word on everything. And then notice what he says at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. Listen to this. The church is Christ's body through which he speaks and he acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. 
We, the church, are here to call the nation back to God, back to righteousness, back to truth, back to holiness, back to integrity, back to the character of God. And we will never bring about a great nation through another political party, another political candidate, or some new economic program. We need to get back to the truth of God, back to the truth of the Bible, back to the truth of who Jesus is. And we need to begin to live it out. And while the rest of the world that used to be Christian has become very secular and is falling apart, it's Africa's time for the church to rise up and be what God is calling us to be. That's why I'm here. I'm not here for popularity. I'm not here for prosperity. I'm not here to make money. I'm here to raise a generation of young people who will allow the character and allow the culture of Christ to penetrate their hearts so that they begin to live the way that Jesus wants them to live in this community. And I'm passionate about it. I got to close because I don't have time all day, although I could go on for a lot more. How are we going to make this happen? By being the church. Yes, we gather every single Sunday. Yes, we gather in our small groups during the week and we go to formal events, but we're really a family and God has blessed us. We have great music. We have great preaching. We have great programs. What does God want us to do? I believe that God wants us to pass this on to other people through multiplying churches throughout other parts of this nation. And so we've seen Mbarara start up, and we've seen Entebbe start up, and we've seen Gulu start up, and we've seen Juba start up. And it's amazing what God is doing in those communities. And more and more, God is opening up doors for us to go to other nations. Three of our pastors were caught in Zambia for about four months. They couldn't get out. It was the coronavirus. And there they saw the need of the Zambian church that was saying, help us. What type of church? We have the ability because of what God has done. Through programs that we've been able to start, our, our worship academy is training up some of the greatest worship leaders and songwriters, and it's amazing what's coming out of this church. But now we need to pass it on to others, and God is beginning to open the doors for us to be able to do that. And I have a passion and I have a dream that the young people of this church will become missionaries to other parts of Uganda and to other parts of Africa and take what we have learned and take what we have practiced and take what we've seen in this amazing church and help others to multiply and to replicate that so that he can bring healing to the cities and the nations. That's our vision. Well, I got to close because I've only got a minute left. I want to say to this to you as, as, as we come down to an end, how is this going to happen? By all of us being faithful, by all of us understanding this, by all of us being passionate about this, but it is going to cost us money to do this. And God has a very simple plan and a process for us to be able to finance everything that God wants to do. It's very simple. Every single one of us who have allowed the culture of Christ to penetrate our hearts, we're not living for money. We, we only use our money for the kingdom of God. And so we obey the word of God. We take that principle, which is a principle from the Bible. The first tenth of everything that comes into our hands is especially dedicated to God. It's called the tithe. And we don't eat it because then it'll be a curse to us. But we bring it in celebration to the house of God. 
And we say, here, God, I give it back to you. You've been so good to me. And those finances that come together, if we were all to be faithful to the tithe, would have so much finances in the church that we would be looking for ways to spend it. And so I want to encourage you. And I, yes, I'm passionate. That's just who I am. I tithe. I've tithed ever since I was a boy. I go beyond that into offerings. And God has blessed me. And it's an honor to have done this. I'm calling you to be a Christian. One who's a Christian on the inside. Who's not just a churchgoer. But someone who can bring transformation and healing to our city and to our nation by living out the Bible. Living out the truth. And making a commitment to Jesus. 100%. Whatever you want, God. That's what I want. So... On this Vision Sunday, (laughs) I said, I I don't have any notes. This is from my heart as your pastor. God loves Uganda. God loves Kampala. God loves the community you live in. But it's not the city. It's not the community. It's the people. He died for people. And we need to begin to reach people by being God's people. In this wicked world. I hope you've heard my heart. I hope you'll get behind this vision. And say oh God. I want to be a part. Of what you're doing. And if you do. God's going to do some exciting things. Can I pray with you? Father I thank you. For allowing us to be a part. Of this incredible thing. That you call the church. The hope of the world at the core of society, bringing truth and righteousness and justice and integrity and holiness and purity, all the things that any nation needs. Help us to be that people, to say no to the world, to say yes to the kingdom of God. Oh God, would you open the windows of heaven and pour out on Uganda healing and transformation as your people live out truth in their community. I thank you for this, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Have an absolutely wonderful day. Thank you for listening. We hope this sets you up to live a truly blessed life. Tune in next time as we continue to explore the scriptures and learn how we can overcome fear with our faith. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at potterchurch.com.